Welcome to Uncle Taylor's Unchained Universe. Strap in for some content, Palooza. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Uncle Taylor's Unchanged Universe. I'm your host, Uncle Taylor. It's great to have you here. 8.35 p.m., April 24th, the day before Anzac Day here in Australia. It's great to have you listening through your ears. I hope it is as orgasmic as the Pornhub Plus Premium, whatever the fuck it is that I don't have access to because I'm a married man. As always, I've got my usual suspects with me here, Uncle Jesse and Uncle Jackson. Boys, good evening to you. Good evening, sir. How are we? You have access. You fucking liar. You've got access. Every man's got access. Come on. Every man does. <laughs> we all have we all have a burner email address somewhere. That's what I've been told. Every man. It's it's what happens. It's like it's, well, it's like how statements. it's like how the Jewish people go through like their fucking the Torah, whatever it is. It's like men just yeah. go through puberty. You shall have sixteen. No, no, no. We don't pay for that. We use my grandmother's credit card. She <laughs> doesn't have to know about it. She's okay. She's docile. Um <laughs> that's oh, dreadful. Boy. That's dreadful. Yeah, sounds about right. It sounds about right. My name is Jordan Makepeace. Okay. So here tonight, we have a very special guest that's come to grace our fucking circuits. The most popular episode we actually ever had of Uncle Taylor's Unchained Universe. He is the man. He is the myth. He is the legend. It is Mr. Nick Dukwa. Nick, welcome, sir. Good to see you all. Ah, Good to be back to Uncle Taylor's Wild Ride. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Mate, we're doing very good, man. How are you going? How's things? Oh, life is good. Um, nothing but a little bit of mischief and catching some good movies. Mate, and I'm keen to hear. One bad one. Oh, one bad one. So, oh, start with the bad one first because yeah, I know you. This was. Yeah, you don't give too many bad reviews, Nick. So tell us what happens, oh. Chief. So I had the displeasure for movie nerds of reviewing Morbius. Now, oh, for yeah. those of you. Yep, I think yeah. we all know about Morbius. We all know. But in case it, yeah. So imagine if you go to wish.com and you had to order the MCU. This is kind of what would happen. Like, <laughs> it is... So the night I went to review it, Sony was so kind to provide cocktails. And the cocktail was a vodka line. It was wonderful. And that vodka made me very happy. The next 90 minutes didn't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the hell that was, but um, but it, the funny thing about it is, we know Jared Leto stars in it, but there's another actor, Matt Smith, and he's giving his all, and he's enjoying his role. I think in his head, he thought he was in another movie, a really great movie. I want to see that movie he thought he was in, because whatever we were watching was not it. It's... um. It's a vampire sort of superhero tale, you know, a lot of stuff takes place, including a finale, which no one on the internet can understand what takes place because the CGI is so bad. And they try to connect it to the other Marvel films in a very lazy, cynical move. But I gave it at the time a one and a half out of the five, but now I'd like to announce, I'd like to, I'd like to revise that score to a half out of five, as I think the cocktail may have boosted the mark so <laughs> as the cocktail might have helped the film we're just going to give it a half out of five so yeah um, damn. sorry everyone half out of five damn i've heard some really bad things about that movie like from me too me it. too i haven't seen it myself but i've just heard so many bad fucking things about it well that's it like every you know. one of them is true damn, every man. one of them is true 
That's sad. That's really that's really fucking sad. Um, because I, I remember watching the trailer in the movies when when the Batman movie came out, and um, there was a lot of hype, and the wife was like, "Oh, I really want to go see it." And I said, oh, you know, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Not knowing that I have you and your page up my palm. And I just went, hang on. This looks pretty shit, according to the reviews. And I trust you guys. So I'm glad that, um, you know, I read that. So I think I saved myself 25 bucks in a seat. So I feel like I've done God. You've done God's works there, Nick. So I like it. Well, and I'll let you in on a fun fact about the film. Jared Leto, um, his character has a mobility aid in the beginning because he's meant to have a disease, some blood disease that they don't quite detail. But um, in order to remain in character, he decided to use the disability toilets and remain in um, in a restrained capacity throughout um, filming. Which is interesting because all that effort for a film that is just the pits is just depressing. <laughs> but that's the sort of effort they put in. Damn, that's fucking, that's a bit cooked using the disabled toilet to keep up. I mean, I've, I've, we've all heard stories, um, you know, who, of people who stay in character or who go down to, you know, aggressively skinny weights to play, you know, meth methamphetamine body mechanics or whatever it is i can't think of the guy's name the actor christian bale christian bale that's the christian one bale. christian bale mm. you know he's he's, he's ki- fuck transformations so. hasn't he ever hasn't he ever uh, he looked he, he looked like a, like uh, yeah, a uh, when he when he was fucking skinny like that he was like heaps malnourished and shit apparently he only ate like one fucking apple or something a day i heard and then six months later he was in fucking batman begins like all jacked and shit it's crazy yeah oh man and he's he's dedicated and he put on a, a lot of weight for vice and dropped it again for ford versus ferrari and he said now he's gonna stop doing it but you know i think like his body probably can't take it anymore yeah. but at least he get good films from him and that's the thing about it he's big key yeah. yeah, motivation exactly. when the dollars are coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah get, some, get some I'll cash, do it. mate. I'll fucking do it if they pay me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If someone said to me, mate, wouldn't give you 300 grand to put, put in the movie, if you drop if you drop 60 kilos in, in a matter of two months, I'll say, where are we going? And then I'm just take it from there. You know, <laughs> have you ever seen a fat crack addict? No, I bet you haven't. Mate, you'd, bet be you up, haven't. You'd, you'd be up 3 a.m. for a fucking run every morning. Exactly, mate. Who, who needs who needs to run? Just put blindfolds on and just go running out in two p.m. in the middle of traffic. You know, you're fine with that. Fucking hell. Now, Mister Dukwa, when you joined up, what people will not see is that we um, that you graced us with a beautiful image of of a really favourite actor of mine, um, uh, Nicholas Cage, and there it is. There, as, as we can see, um, with Mister Dukwa when it pops back up when when the camera focuses on you, it'll show. Um, did you review one of these movies recently? Yeah, so I had the pleasure of catching The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Now, this is Nicolas Cage's most challenging role. It is Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage in a film about Nicolas Cage. And honestly speaking, this could have been an ego trip, but this is one of the funniest films you're ever going to see, especially if you're a Nick- Cage fan. One of my okay. favorite things about it is in the movie, 
somebody tells them, hey, you're Nick Cage. He goes, oh, yeah, I am. Uh, good to meet you. You've been doing a lot of films. Yeah. Um, they haven't been good, have they? And it's like, ooh. But they rip on his career choices. They celebrate everything great about them. Pedro Pascal and him have a bromance. It's bloody hilarious. Fucking I hell. movies like that. I've got to, I've got to say that. Themselves. Yeah, man. I've got to say that. actually, Because I'm a Nick Cage fan. One of my favorite movies, uh, Intern Dave showed me the podcast uh, uh, episode, sorry, of an uh, episode movie called Shoot 'em Up. He shot carrots at people. And I remember being about 13 or 14 in Dave's house watching, and I went, this is actually fucking funny. This is actually cooked. I'm enjoying this. He, I don't know what it was, but I was so attracted to that, and I loved every second of it. So I, I think... Uh, you're going to hate me. You're no. going to hate me. That wasn't the cage. No? <laughs> no. Are you kidding? Ooh. Are you kidding? <laughs> I've, 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 I, haven't seen, I haven't seen all of you. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that's the Irish actor. That's the Irish actor that was in Sin City and so many others whose name currently escapes me. I know the film. Shoot Them Up is a bloody classic. It's got Monica Bellucci, but I'm trying to remember the guy's oh. name. He's an Irish actor. Clive Children's- Owen. Is it Clive Owen? Clive Owen. Claude Giamani. <laughs> I don't what know why. Nick- what other so-called Nick Cage fucking movies have you seen, Taylor? <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't he in um, um, Evan Almighty as well? Oh, fuck. I was about to uh, say, Taylor, how good's fucking Face Off? And you were going to have no idea what the fuck I was talking about. Face off? Of course I know what face off is. It's John Travolta and um, Nick Cage. (laughs) 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 I know that one. I know that one. Oh, fucking. There you go. So, Nick Cage, you should go back in the time machine and make sure them up. Because you like carrots. But the thing about this, I think he would have. Because he did a film about rescuing his kidnapped pig called pig um he played a truffle farmer's chef whose pig gets kidnapped and he rescued one of his best films by the way as is this new one that's just been released like nicholas cage has been doing some weird shit but it's been awesome i've Uh, heard honestly yeah if you get to the movies this movie has everything comedy drama and then later turns into a CIA adventure film because someone was doing all sorts of lines of cocaine. We got everything that we love about Nicolas Cage to make this movie. <laughs> it needs to be seen. Oh, fuck. Well, I definitely got to go see it. Have you give a formal review out for the movie yet, Nick? Uh, yeah, you can catch on the Movie Nerds Instagram. Uh, we ended up with a four uh, and a half out of five, and I stand by that one. I think it's one of his best. Fuck yeah, four and a half out of five. That's pretty high. All things considering, I think you've only give a couple five out of five star reviews, if I recall, since the time that you've told me that you had the page to now. I think you've only probably give about two or three out, if I'm right. Yeah, I think West Side Story, like for, for me to get five out of five, you've got to move some, you got to be totally a masterpiece. And there are very few films that hit that level. But um, the movie is so damn close. It's not even funny. Well, I've definitely got to check it out. Is there any um, other movies you've reviewed recently that, that are noteworthy for you to chuck out? You said you had 
four good movies and one bad one, or was it three bad movies and one bad one? No, three three good movies, one bad one. So this week we just did the review of the Northman. Ben wrote up the review. Um, the Northman is a Viking and Norse mythology revenge drama. Bloody fantastic, especially if you love violent action like Game of Thrones. Um, just superb. Um, you remember Conan, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly, barbarian, Viking. Um, it's it's kind of like um, a very dark film, and it's based off Hamlet. The lead characters call Hamlet, so you know, no no messing about there. But there are some brutal death scenes in there, and the images. And surprisingly, Nicole Kidman is got the biggest gas from the audience for her performance, which is a credit to her. Um, it's got Alexander Skarsgård, Ethan Hawke. It's it's bloody marvelous. Like after Morbius, these two films restored my faith in cinema, and I'm grateful because yeah, Morbius made me want to eat my hat. And look at this hat; it's a lot of hat to eat. <laughs> it's a nice hat, Mister Dukwa. I love that hat of yours, mate. It's Thank fucking you. hot. It's hot, man. No, it's good stuff, mate. I um. Yeah, so yeah, um, um, cool, Nick. You know, like I, I believe, like that movie. There was a lot of people there, um, and this is where I want to get your hot take on it. Uh, with Nicole Kidman in that movie, um, I I seen the review, I seen the posters. Obviously, haven't seen the movie yet, but it's definitely up there on my go to list. As you said, Game of Thrones kind of esque kind of style of movie. I'm definitely keen on it, um, but I was a little bit skeptical on on Nicole Kidman getting it. Because she's nowhere near Nordic. She's the girl from Australia, literally the movie and also the country. So it was a little bit, you know, like, hey, what the actual fuck is she doing here pretending to be a Viking? Um, But apparently uh, uh, your guys said that they did a very good job of the review uh, of the movie. And they got the gas, uh, the gasp and all that. Like, did they did he elaborate by chance on what kind of made her role good in the movie? The thing about it is she begins the movie as, as, as a caring mother. And at first we were both like, she seems a bit wasted here because they've got nothing to do with her. But when he comes back as an adult to meet his mom after he had to run away, there's a very different person waiting in there. And I don't, I won't go into it too much, but Kidman has the ability to be either really sweet and gentle or something much darker. And honestly, in a film where a guy getting his nose cut off wasn't half as shocking as what she does, I suppose that highlights that what she has to offer in the film is truly one of her more interesting twists. And especially for a person who I think we all thought couldn't express emotion because, I'm sorry to say this, all the Botox she's had, but (laughs) she's still got range and she still offers quite a bit. So... You know, I, I don't want to detail it, but if you go to watch it, I'm just going to say Nicole Kidman's the wild card in there. Okay. Well, you've definitely, you know, got my uh, interest going. I mean, about the Botox with Nicole Kidman, they say you can only be 21 once. She's proven she can be 21 for the last 23 years. So good on her. I'm proud I'm proud of her range on that. <laughs> yeah, when, with the um, sort of... Uh, the care and compassion uh, part you were talking about before with uh, Nicole Kidman almost reminds me a lot of her role in Australia as well, um, where she, you were saying that she, uh, kind and compassion there because she sort of, you know, was caring for 
little Aboriginal kids, if I remember correctly. Um, and, you know, they were calling her Mrs. Boss and Mrs. Boss and everything like that. Um, I know this is going back a number of years ago, um, but did you guys um, actually review uh, that movie as well? So that was before I joined Movie Nerds. I joined about 2016. But back when I was at Target, I did review it over the PA. Um, and I will say that I think a lot of us thought Australia was a decent enough film, but for a movie that was proclaiming to cover all of Australia, it's not Nicole Kimmins the week Parker part or any of the performers. It was Baz Luhrmann, who I think took on way too much with that film. Um, I, it's actually it's definitely a good follow-up to ask the other nerds what they thought of it, but you know, it's funny. That film came out, and then we never talked about it again. Just disappeared into the ether. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We definitely didn't talk about it. There's one critical point you just mentioned then when you said that it doesn't cover the whole Australia kind of landscape. You're definitely wrong. You're definitely right there. You know, because if you go to any fucking pub and you see so many fucking fat bogan wearing a white long sleeve jumper, and his uh, shorts that he wears to bed playing Where's the Gold, playing $2.50 hits, that's Australiana. That's the fucking epitome of it. Because right now I'm dressed as if I've gone to a fucking cocktail mixing fucking tester. And I look like a fucking pompous fuck when really I've got nothing else that's warm to wear and I'm fucking a bit cold here in the back room. So I feel, I feel refined like a fucking fine wine, my man, wearing that. But you're right. I don't think it captured the entire Australiana kind of fucking mix. Because Baz Luhrmann's a really good fucking... Oh, love- um, what was that? Is that Jesse? I'd love to see someone playing Where's the Gold in the 1940s. Fuck, man. <laughs> Mate, you know what? The difference was they were playing it in real fucking life. That's the difference. <laughs> fucking Lightning Ridge. <laughs> or Chaplin Gypsy. Witty money, witty money. Oh, shit. That's oh, fucking man. good. Ah, um, oh, fuck. Fucking hell. Well, Mr. Dukwa, mate, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure, my man. Thank you so much for coming on board tonight. We really appreciate your time. Is there any other last little tidbits you can leave with us to add on your parting ways as you did last time, sir? Movie nerds will be at the premiere of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Currently, though, there is a fight that will be amongst the editors to figure out which one of us will attend. Um, there may be a death or two, so we may have a room for a new editor. But assuming none of us dying to fist fight to get the seat, um, hopefully I get to go and I'll have an update for you about what the film is like. But yeah, that's happening. We're going to be there at the premiere. I'd love that is awesome, dude. Oh, that is awesome. If you need any like muscle backup, let me know, mate. I'll come meet you for the death scene. I'll fight anyone to help you get onto that fucking review. I want you in your macho man mode just coming. <laughs> oh yeah. Mr. Nick Duke was gonna go to and review this movie and none of you guys are gonna do anything about it. Oh yeah. Where can we find you, Mr. Dukwa? Oh, the lag just <laughs> made that. The lag just made that ten times funnier. You went from Hulk Hogan to fucking Robocop, mate. <laughs> 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 fucking hell.
I love the internet. Mr. Dukwa, where can we where can we find you, good sir, for all of your movie review critics um, reviews that you chuck out there, mate? You can check us out on Facebook under Movie Nerds and on Instagram under Movie Nerds as well. We just did a competition for the Northman. We will be doing more competitions and more opportunities as it pops up so remember follow us on there for honest reviews from film fans for film fans we love that nick thank you very much again for your time mate we're looking very forward to have you back soon um definitely check out nick at the links down below in our uh always subscription to have you on board mate yeah. exactly it's always a pleasure to have you here nate um Make sure you check out the links and make sure you go follow Nick and his crew. They give a very good, honest, unbiased opinion on their reviews. Thank you very much, Nick. All the very best, good sir. Have a good night, gents. All the best. You good too, night. sir. Thank you. See you, Nick. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks for coming on. That was Nick. What a fucking man. I love this man so much. I hope... I really hope the fucking audio is clean for that. Cool. Just as a little disclaimer, then uh, that was we had a meeting with with uh, Nick from um, Movie Nerds, Toy Nerds, um, and the internet was a little bit choppy on my end. So I'm hoping that the interview was okay. Um, if it was not though, please go check out Nick Dukwar and Movie Nerds and Toy Nerds. There will be links in the bottom of the description. Um, just trying to help him out he's been a wonderful he's had two so far two wonderful contributions to our channel so we're very lucky um and honored in a way to have someone with his caliber involved in us so again nick thank you very much for tonight mate we're so fucking proud to um have someone of like you up on here mate it's absolutely awesome um that goes but, for all of us too exactly exactly yep. right so into the real shit Okay, I measured my dick today and it's too small again, which is very frustrating. So I'm either figure out how to make it. Wait, so you're saying you're saying those advertisements on Pornhub don't work? They don't work. Apparently, if you jerk off in 30 seconds, mate, I've got to be honest with you, it's 45 seconds or longer now. It's dreadful. I spent $400 on one of those dick enlarger pills. It said guaranteed to make your dick grow like two inches. Bro, like, mate, I'd be be happy. Nothing. I'd be happy with four inches. It's like a little <laughs> tiny, small, flaccid mushroom tip right now. It's bad. It's just a, it's just a mushroom tip. You can't even see the fucking shaft. Just mate, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Every time I have to urinate, I have to get fully undressed. It's not good. <laughs> oh shit. No, in all seriousness, what's been going on, boys? Here, here we are talking about mushroom tips and undressing each other. Essentially, I love it. How's things been going? What What's been going on last week? It's been a week since um, since we discovered that the West Tigers can actually play, yeah, and yeah. then here they are again, and they've played well last night, mm-hmm. all because of Jackson Hastings. Yeah, think yeah. of that. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to talk. Before, no. <laughs> but before we start talking about it, yeah, how yeah. has everyone yeah. been going? Everything, everyone doing okay? Well, it relates into last night. I fucking got it. Neighbors would have thought there was a fucking domestic going on over here because my apartner's obviously sports a tiger, so the tensions were high. Yeah. In the house last night, that tensions were game. high in the household last night. Yeah, shit. You know, we, were, we were. Things, yeah, it was a bit heated, so a bit of bit of fucking drama and. Other than that, fuck all's going on. Health is back to normal again, so I'm feeling good. Um, good. Yeah, just ready to rock on now. 
Lovely, mate. That's very fucking good to hear. We're glad that you turn a corner and you're actually, you know, back up in the fighting, fighting Jesse mode. It's very good. I saw your TikTok workout tonight while I was taking a shit. So it's good oh, to yeah, see that you. Was from, that was from fucking months ago. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I just decided to post it tonight. I, was, I don't know why. I think I saw someone doing the same thing on TikTok and I'm like, fuck you. I'll post it. I was, was going like, to say, you're better. looking, you're looking better. You are looking better. You're looking more, mm. you know, I don't know what it is. Cleaner. You're looking happier. Yeah, What's the yeah. secret? Uh, just eating better. I eating better? Cut out all the junk. Cut out all the junk food and eat, drinking heaps of water and doing my cardio every day. No, good mate. That's pretty much it, man. Fuck I like it. Working out every day. I haven't yeah. seen you in the flesh in probably about six weeks. So yeah, the last time, while. last time I seen you, you're like a little ball. So I'm, I'm expecting you to be able to pick Little me up of... when I see you next Saturday. <laughs> I swear to fucking God. Yeah, I'll fucking pick you up. I'll, I'll show you a good time, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, I, I need it. I need it, I mean, sometimes it just takes a man's touch. But no, honestly, you are looking cleaner. You're looking healthier. You're looking, you know, fucking Popeye. So it's really good to, you know, see you in a really good way, man. Honestly, wholeheartedly. I'm very Cheers, fucking man. happy for you. That's good shit. Appreciate it. Um, Jess, uh, J- Uncle Jacko, what's going on in your world, mate? Well, I have to say, I mean, I was, because uh, I know in the last episode, we were talking about how the V8 supercars were going to be on this weekend. And I was like, sweet, can't wait to watch it, got ready. And then I was like, it's next weekend. Yes. <laughs> so I went, fuck. Exactly. <laughs> and know, we will talk about it. We will talk about it. But I'm so... looking forward to that. But yeah, I'll, I'll save the, that for when the time comes. But yes. other than that, um, as as I was uh, almost court ordered last time we were having our podcast to get on the Xbox, I did just that this week for one day. For, yeah, one day out of the <laughs> seven day. with this, <laughs> this prick has a fucking Series X. For those who aren't listening and catching up, this prick has a Series X and doesn't pl- fucking play it. It's got more fucking touches than a fucking... Oh, I can't say that joke on, on the podcast. But no, nonetheless... <laughs> I don't even know which one you were going with, but I know you can't. Uh, no, whatever, whatever. Like there's, there's four routes and they're all blocked right now. But this guy has a fucking Series X and I told him to get on it. So just because I know there's nothing really that goes on in your life, Jackson. You're a workaholic or you act very busy who is not busy. It's one of the two and I still can't determine it yet. So what did you, what did you play? What simulator. Uh, <sighs> so I... I had so many updates to do. I think it was like 30 or 40 gig worth of updates uh, to do on it. So I got them all done and then I had just enough time to do, I did a bit of a, I did a fair couple of hours flying. So I flew from, uh, in the game, of course, flew from Sydney to Melbourne, then onwards, uh, then on my way back, I stopped in at Canberra and then kept going to sit back to Sydney again. So okay, just sort of okay. practicing taking off and landing. So it was. Can it was I ask fun. a serious question? Like, it's not cheating on on the game or anything. Just serious question. What's the actual objective? Is it just like, is there any objective, or is it just like flying to one place and then flying to another? Like, is it a full on like simulator game? Is it? Is there anything else like in there? So it's pretty much your. Um, you're a bit like a. You're just like a standard um, plane flying essentially so you choose at the beginning you can choose your route so you can go okay i want to go from for example sydney to newcastle or you want to go from i think there's even warnervale airport which is even more scary but um you can go from sydney to melbourne or any of the majors and even a lot of the minor airports around the place as well 
Um, and basically, yeah, there's no real objective. It's just simulating realism. So you're talking to ATC, right. um, you're dealing with weather, you know, okay. everything like that. So it's meant um, to emulate sort of the realism of it, I guess. Is, is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. yeah, fair enough. I understand. And it's in sense. real time too, Jesse. That's the other thing too. So if it's a nine-hour uh, yeah. flight, it's a legitimate nine-hour flight. Fuck me, bro. And also yeah. if it's nine o'clock at night where you are and you're uh, and you're starting the game, it'll be nine o'clock at night in the game as well. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> that is thing, but I can, I can see I can see why people would, would want to play it. Yeah. Even the weather too, which is even more scary. If it's raining outside, it'll be raining in game. Um, okay. And I don't know why I just did that. I just whacked, <laughs> whacked the cord then. Um, but yeah, so like, for example, if it's raining here, but it's sunny in um, Melbourne, as you're flying into Melbourne, it'll suddenly become sunny. <laughs> You know, oh. as, you're, as you're flying, so yeah, right. Cool. It uses a shitload of um <clears throat> of internet, real time weather, real time stats. It's such an accurate game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Jackson actually said he's going to go house with me in the um cockpit version of the game too. So that's good. The oh, the cockpit yep. version. Oh fuck. Yeah, I can't more. think of it. I can't think of it. Uh, the turtle, turtle. You ever seen a shit? You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck it hell. I, I hope um, you get the reference for that. Surely. I, I can't. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I, I can't think of it. What is it? It's that uh, fucking uh, that movie, Airplane. Oh, fuck yeah! No, now I know exactly what you're fucking talking yeah, about. Fuck. <laughs> I am serious, yeah, yeah, but please yeah. don't call me Shirley. I, I, I heard uh, yes. when you started laughing, I was like, I think he knows what I'm talking about, but I'll just fucking follow that up. Are you serious? I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> fucking. But surely you can't be serious. I am serious, yeah. and please don't call me Shirley. Bro, I, 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 I just, I just said that, didn't I? I think you missed the Shirley Not part. Oh, yeah. did I? Okay, I'll go fuck myself. You said, in the don't ass. call me serious. <laughs> but surely oh, you can't be serious. I knew what you were getting at. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you, Jackson. So there you go. Your cock, your your, your cockpit, uh, fucking version of it. That'll be yeah, fun. yeah. He's gonna split the four hundred eighty dollar charge with me, and we're gonna be able to do some international flying. Beautiful. I remember agreeing to this. <laughs> you, agree, you agreed to it months ago, bitch. Well, there it is. You heard it first in Uncle Taylor's Unchained Podcast. Now, now, you, know, you know what you need to do? You, you need to write down, every time you agree to something with Jackson, just write down a contract, get him to sign it, and then yep. you can put the piece of paper, and then he'll be like, oh, yeah, fuck, I did sign. <laughs> Good thing is, I know just the piece, you can sign off on it. We'll make it legally binding, huh? <laughs> Jackson's got a mind Which of a legally sparrow. Legally, I cannot, I cannot sign because it, there's a conflict of interest and I'm one of the parties, so I would not That's be able right, to mate. sign it. It's all right. I'll pay Jesse to go get his get his thing and we'll sweep. That's easy. That's fine. Jacko, my boy, he's got the mind of a sparrow. He tried. He called me while I was at work tonight. And he goes, oh, I just took a stab in the dark and I, I can't remember what day you work. It's a Saturday or a Sunday. So I called you on a Sunday. And I went, Jacko, you've been at my house on Saturdays on my days off. How do you not remember that I'm off on Saturdays? He just goes, ah, I just took a stab. So I'm going to start calling Jackson between Monday and Friday, 9.30 a.m., and I'm going to call every 30 minutes straight to his workplace. And then I'm going to call myself Mike Oxlong and then get him to spell it out for me every single or Lou, time. Or, or Lou Sassel. That's a good Lou one. Sassel. Lou Sassel. Lou Sassel. That's yeah, one. yeah, get that, get that. Um, um, but, yes, um, we're going to go halves in it, so it's going to be good, and we're going to do some flying. 
Uh, excuse me. You're going to give me 230 bucks towards it. And uh, so it's like what, 460 or something? Something like that. Fuck. Hefty. But it's worth it, dude. Once you see it, it's fucking unreal. Oof. It's a full, full handle, like a joy kind of thing. It's got some buttons, lever action on the side, and you actually forcibly can control it. It's just. Right, yeah. Ah, Very good. Done real good. Really good reviews. He said, yeah, you know, like that's the kind of thing I want to try and, you know, get into. I said, well, let's buy it. Then he goes, yeah, cool. I'll buy it. And I said, oh, it's $479. He goes, what? Huh? Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> what? Sounds good, though. It's, you know, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> that's good. all it's, I can really fucking say. Exactly. It's good for those who yeah. enjoy simulating games. And, and that's yeah. definitely, you yeah. know, up, up my alley. But we have detoured quite heavily because I need to ask, I need to ask myself, Taylor, how are you going? That's the main question. Here. No, no, let me, let, let me ask. Let me ask. How are you okay. going, Taylor? Mate, I am very, very cheap and nasty this week. It's not been oh. a good week. Oh, please elaborate. TV finally shit itself. TV oh, shit itself. No. The elusive television is dead. Oh, long live the king. Fuck the king, as they say. So, had to get a new TV. So, I got a new TV. That's probably been the best thing. Uh, uh, good guys, another 65 inch, a modern TV. It looks the fucking part. It is the fucking part. And I have been so happy with you seeing click on this. this advertisement. You can grow your TV by two inches. Exactly. It's a, it's a $1,200 pill. Just buy it and your, and your yeah. TV will grow by fucking two inches. So that was good. Um, nothing really else, man. You know, like, just very, like, that's probably the most expensive part. Um, nothing's really been going on. I've, re- I've started to re-record some games and going to start editing on the go now. I've got a laptop, so that's, that's going to help me you know, editing wise and that kind of thing. So that's good for the channel. Good for us. Good. Cause it gets us publicity and get some people coming on board, which is good. Um, and that's about it. There's actually hasn't been too much. that has been going on. If, if I'm honest with you. Um, so yeah, like that, that's probably the worst of it. But one thing that is really like blessing in disguise, the sharks won on Thursday. We're now going to, I'm going to be this guy and just transition incredibly fucking awkwardly. But the Sharks won on Thursday night, and that's when the TV fucked out. Oh, fuck. And I went, I went great. What, during so I, or after? During or after? During. During. Oh, well, bro. actually, before. And I tried, and I suffered through it. Oh. And the line was da- down the middle of the entire screen. And I just went, yeah, great. Well, you'd have and, tail on your phone, though, surely. That's what I did. So I chucked on a laptop, started watching that. Where's Jackson? Fucking disappeared, mate. He's fucking vanished. I just sat oh, down. Fuck. Stand like, oh, like okay. Oh, you cool. need a, you need a, you need a fucking proper desk, a proper fucking. You know what? You need the proper shit. Not sponsored by Super Cheap Auto. Laptop stand on sale on on Tuesday, I think. Thirty nine ninety nine. Sponsored by Super Cheap Auto. Super Cheap Auto. Not rich enough to own Bathurst one thousand rights. Thank you, Repco. Well, I mean, I I stay standing until like we talk until we start talking like you know rugby league and that. Which, yeah, you know, yeah. Of course, I don't rock, I don't watch, so that's you why don't I sit watch down anything. Like, you, don't you have watch. a team though, yeah. You, you go for the Knights, don't you? I go for the Knights, yeah, but you I don't actively go for them. No, I don't. Oh, I just yeah. Enough. If I was to, yeah, I was told, 
you know, you have to pick it. If you have to pick a team, what would it be? I said the Knights. Um, and you know, my family support the Knights, and you know, okay. they actually watch the games. Like my brother watches it. My dad sometimes watches it. Um, whereas my stepdad goes for the Broncos, and you know, Mum when asked the same question, she said the Storm because she. I can't remember which player it was, but there was a player of the Melbourne Storm that she um, that she liked, and so she went all those years ago for and i can't remember the name off the top of my head it might have been mal mal something i don't know i can't mal, remember. if you're thinking mal meninga he never played for the storm dude no it wasn't mal meninga it was someone I can't billy remember. slater I cameron smith oh it's, it was it was before i started watching like she told me a name and i didn't even recognize it so i'd have to ask her <laughs> that'll be a question on notice <laughs> okay yeah. make, make sure just, well, next not, week um, i want the answer so you just don't yeah. watch it because you're not into it, or have you tried watching? Pretty games much, or? yeah. Like I, I watch the state of origin. Um, yeah, yeah. I find the origin interesting, so I watch the origin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, just the week weekly games, I mm. have no interest in. Yeah, origin is interesting because there's like a lot of intensity behind origin. Exactly. So yeah. A lot of fucking hype behind it, and fuck origin games just hit different, eh? Fucking yeah. love origin. And, oh, you know, this is this is what uh, caused a, uh, well, not a riff, but sort of a uh, playful riff within our family anyway, because my stepdad, again, he uh, goes for the Broncos. He goes for the Maroons. He do- he's never lived in Queensland. He's from Canberra and lived on the Central Coast after that. So, you know. Yeah, see, people going, like that. I can, never, I can never get along with people like that. <laughs> yeah. just, I don't understand. Like, if <clears throat> I understand if say for example you've lived in queensland uh, at any period yeah. of your life or you live there or you've come from there whatever but if you've lived in new south wales all your life then why the fuck are you supporting queensland yeah i need a logical yeah. answer yeah. for that really not because they're good like fuck off with that shit like you you wouldn't be well, a good supporter if that's like if that would be the fucking like if that would be the excuse then you would be you wouldn't be a good supporter for any fucking team ever well, it's yeah. because they're good. It's what exactly. a lot of well, people say. His defense was that um, that his Broncos players were also Maroons players, which I kind of understand. But at the same time, but, like, like, that happens with every New team. South Wales support New South Wales. <laughs> I know, but like that happens with every team. Like I fucking yeah. like, heaps of New South Wales teams, um, they fucking go over to um, Queensland. Like a lot of their players yeah. play for Queensland because it's obviously it's where you state of origins where you played your first football club. So yeah. that would be, you know, a lot of them played in Queensland. So I don't know. It is what it is. People do, do whatever the fuck they want. It is what it is, man. You know, like you, you see a lot of these people go and, and watch these games actually. And, you know, you ask them, oh, yeah, like, you know, no, I mean, I, I don't know where I'm going with this actually. I've actually lost my track. Do you know what the fucking? Do you know what the fucking? You know what the funniest excuse I've heard for fucking going to Queensland is? I like the beaches up there. What the fuck kind of answer is that? Like what? Like what? I like the beaches up there. Yeah, fucking cool, mate. Yeah. Like, all right. (laughs) Cool. What are there a lot of fucking Indian and Asian swimmers up there? Is that why you like it? (laughs) Yeah. A lot of fucking drowning victims. Get fucked. Yeah. It's it's is it you like know, going, is that like mo- going for the Broncos because you like horses? Like what? <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> yeah. And the most Sorry, fucking man, times man. I've heard, I've seen people from New South Wales go to, for fucking Queensland is during that 
that drought period where we got fucking hammered laws of like how many years are oh, seven eight years it. eight years i think it was oh, yeah. yeah and yeah Too long. it's ridiculous anyway it was bad bro it was fucking bad yeah. oh fuck <clears throat> but i tell you what's not bad right now the Cronulla sharks yeah i need to issue an apology because i thought we would play okay we lost to melbourne that's expected but fuck, I tell you what, we played well on Thursday. It's a definitely right. a tale of two weeks. Two halves. Uh, two halves. And two halves. Yeah. And, you know, that was, I, I fucking told you, they're, they're going to, I still stand by it. They're going to be a top 14. 100%. I think you're right. I'm happy to much actually there. admit it and say, yes, I think you're right. The problem was, I think, you know, like the game when we beat Newcastle 18 0, I think it was 18 0, that was a strong, strong game we played mm. perfectly from the moment it started yeah the amount of rain down there in Cronulla on thursday night it looked wet and the wind was pretty fucking the high. wind so the wind, i reckon man. there's going to be every opportunity the wind in the rain and that's why manly shut off when they did and then that's why when Cronulla shut off when they did mm. yeah i don't think it's a matter of the tail of two teams and two halves uh because you know sharks turned off as, as Matty John said, I think it was like fifty something points were scored down in that left that left hand side. Majority of yeah, the points left that's hand right. side to the two, which was the Cronulla. That's the mm, goal. My opinion is it's um, it's the disadvantage whoever has um, what was it the wind against them? Yeah. So that like all the points, all the tries were scored, and like you said at that end. So Literally. it and it was. I just found it so funny how like. Cronulla had that fucking crazy first half and then comes out and it's almost like you, the team switched. Like it's manly come out and they're fucking starting to put points on you. Almost not the same, not at the same rate or at like the same skill as you guys were, but they were putting points on you because the wind, I, I think it's the wind, bro. And it fucking makes a difference to your ball playing. It makes it makes a difference. And then when, and also you've got to take into account the fact that you scored what 32 points in that first half. And now a lot of teams are going to be like, Oh no, we never take, we never slack off and we'll never fucking rest. But teams after a fucking a half like that, some teams are going to fucking take the, the gas off the pedal and they're going to want yeah. to cruise a little bit because they think, Oh, look at the fucking lead we've got, you know, let's just cruise. Well, let's just maintain this. Yeah. You know, but and then it leads to shit like that. And then all of a sudden you kind of, oh, fuck, you know, we got to kind of turn it up again now. But then you got the wind, in, you got the wind coming at you now. I, I don't know. Mate, it could have been a lot of factors, man. I honestly don't know. Exactly. I, I, think, <clears throat> I think it's column A, column B. I think we did start the shutdown um, yeah. halfway, like after half time. But that wind and that, those conditions anyway, I mean, me and you played in it. So we know what it's like playing in windy, mm. wet rain. Um, it's shit it's dog shit so you know it's definitely a tale of two fucking halves Mm. but I'll tell you who I I know what you're going to say you know exactly where I'm going with this Talakai fucking Talakai mate I I called it last year I was driving home Sharks were playing and I was listening to um, KO I can't listen to fucking Channel 9 I can't listen to the radio so I had KO on Obviously, don't don't I, don't I don't watch anything while I'm driving, so I just put it aside um, and just listen purely to the audio. And all I could hear was Talakai, a strong run. Oh. Mm. Talakai, a strong run, uh, strong player, Brighton Nakora, 
was was also on there as well. Then you had Hamu Lawelli. It's these kids that have really come through the system yeah. and have fucking performed. I was saying mm. to the wife about Talakai. He actually went out and uh, I didn't realize he was a former South Sydney junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I had no clue. He was. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah. But then he was just a bit of a fuck knuckle and, yeah. and thought he was better than the club, and he openly admitted it. Um, <laughs> and then he's then he's you know going to be a garbo, went to Newtown Jets, came to Cronulla. Yeah, the, Crazy, the yeah. kid, the kid has talent. The kid is so fucking talented. It's um, it's it's crazy that he's a fucking center and how that, good he is at center. That's what fucking that's shocks the me. thing. Because you look at him, you look at Talakai, then you look at fucking Jesse Raymond, and you go, who, yeah. the, who the fuck are you, mate? Bro, just watching um, what was his name? The fucking Manly center. I don't I can't remember what his name was, but watching him <laughs> every time Talakai was fucking running, just the hesitation, the the the, the fear. Like, bro, like, how do you right. shut this man down? How the fuck am I go- like, especially when as a center, like, I fuck, I, I used to play center. It's like you gotta be able to do those individual tackles when someone's coming down there, and yeah, you know, a lot of times you gotta be able to take on that person yourself. Whereas when you're in the middle, you kind of you gotta you got a bunch of players around you. You're allowed, you can go in. You know that another man's gonna come in and assist you. But when someone's coming at you at the sideline like that. And someone that fucking big, it's like, bruh. It's like, nah. And then he's got the speed on him as well. Just the aggressive fucking running. Like, man. Dude. Like, I've never it, seen anything like... Sorry, sorry to fucking cut you off. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anything like just one man destroying one fucking team on one side of the field for one half. Mate, amen. Like amen to that. I was so shocked... I didn't know. In the first half, I think it was the first half, he had 200-plus metres. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah, 202 metres. Fucking <laughs> hell. How nuts is that? How fucking crazy is that? Matty like, Johns reckons that it's the best performance he's ever seen uh, you know, of a player. I, would, I wouldn't I even, you know, that's arguable. Yeah, yeah. It's arguably so. Like, arguably like, so. Uh, and this is not a fucking biased Cronulla Sharks fan's opinion. I've seen a lot of fucking ingenious fucking players um, who have had really, really good halves or really good games. But Talakai, at his weight, his frame, his talent, his agility, and what he was able to do, I think he had three try assists and two tries on his own mm. in that first half. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck can fucking you say? crazy. How do you argue that? No, and 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 they're going up against an inform manly Sea Eagle mm. squad. They're not going up against fucking Gold Coast Titans. They're going up against a team that, arguably, I will say, have had the the best two week run they've had in a long time with Daily Cherry Evans kicking game. Oh fuck fucking! Right. He's kicking game, and I hate I hate DCE. Let's just get that <laughs> out there. Everyone but, hates him. Fuck! I tell you, I respect his kicking game lately. In the last couple of weeks, has just been. Fucking superb. Yeah. Superb. And, you know, like this coming from someone who's not a shark supporter, like fucking, like, wow, well, that was fucking insane. That was insane. That I was, was watching insane. that first. My dad's a manly supporter, right? So <laughs> I'm watching that first half at home. I'm not with him, but I'm watching the first half at home, and I'm like thinking, fuck, wonder what's going through his head right now. <laughs> like, first start of the half, DCE, that fuck up. Gives over possession, you skip, you're scoring your first set of six. First kick, mate. First, the yeah. kick off. 
Yeah, and you're scoring your first set of six. Like, fuck. That just set the tone for that first half. Fucking completely. That's an omen for that first half, is what my dad said, actually. But, yeah. Um, fucking you know, amazing. amazing. Oh, it was, mate, it was unreal. It was absolutely unreal, you know. Um, to go from a highlight to a low light, and it's not about the Rabbitohs here, but we got a couple minutes before I got to stop and start again. So I want to talk <laughs> very briefly about the Kalen Ponga fucking situation. Right, yeah. Signs a $5 million contract over a couple of years. Um, apparently, I'm not sure if you read this or heard it, but I, I heard and read that he left uh, his dad. His dad's his um, uh, um, agent. Yeah. And he left Wayne Bennett and the Redcliffe Dolphins in the dark. Didn't get back I heard, to I, I, I did hear something about that. Because they were pretty eager on him, and he was having meetings. Uh, uh, so he had Wait, he had a meeting or something. I, don't I think know. I think Bennett, if I recall, Bennett flew down from um, flew down from Redcliffe to meet with them personally, or it's they went mm. up there. They met somewhere. Someone flew somewhere, and all the texting and that kind of stuff. The text yeah. messages got leaked. They were leaked. Yeah, yeah. I saw and bits and pieces of that. Kalen Ponga. Uh, it's rather, it's rather. He he had to apologise to the entire Newcastle's Knights team, or they reckon he should have, because of how bad he was with this whole integrity. Because mm-hmm. they're going, what integrity do you have if you can't be a man of your word? Because apparently the deal was done. Apparently, right. uh, if I recall, and I could be wrong here, so don't. The, de- don't the deal, the deal with Newcastle, or, or the, de- the deal, with, uh, deal with Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, like like people on, who are listening, right. don't don't scream. But my understanding was it was a slam dunker. You know, right. it, it's, yeah. it it baffles me, dude. You mm. know, and Caitlin Ponga, like if you're signing up for a multi multi million dollar deal, he's not exactly having a great season. I I don't think he's that good, to be honest. I think he's good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's that good. I don't yeah, think he's that good to be mirrors. making. Fucking oaf. I mean, he's so inconsistent, man. It's, it's not only this season, really. And then he gets injured a lot. Like <sighs> He's injury prone. But you know what? He also fits very well into the whole Kurt Gidley side. He was very injury prone, too, as a oh, fullback. No, yeah. yeah. And Gidley I just, was I don't good. Know. Gidley was good, yeah. Um, with Ponga, I mean, it don't, it, he's a talent. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. when he has a good game, he's on and he's fucking dangerous. But... In my opinion, a good player who earns the big bucks is someone who can consistently put in a good effort every fucking week and has one bad game every fucking, I don't know, 10 games or something. Because, exactly I mean, right. let's be honest, every player's going to have fucking bad games. But when it's so inconsistent, when it's like, oh, one week you're good, one week you're bad, next week you're okay, next week you're good again. And it's like, how much is he earning? Like 1.1, 1.2, something like that? Something ridiculous, bro. Like, And yeah. I mean... Even even bigger um, than what you first thought. So he's actually on uh, more than one million dollars a season. It's a five year deal. Yeah, no, not. So he's probably on. He's probably going to be on. Let's say let's say it's based on a million bucks a year for five years. That's five million dollars that he's yeah. going to get if he sticks out his contract. Because we all know not, in rugby league right now. Sorry to interrupt you. No, but no, you're all on rugby league contracts are fucking uh, are as worthless as the paper they're written on nowadays. <laughs> 100%. No, contracts mean fuck all, man. Oh, it's, you know, someone, whenever someone says, oh, you know, they're on contract, I'm always like, so? I mean, it's fucking, and look at the past. Look at the past. Look at the past. Look at everyone who's fucking, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know but, exactly um, what you're saying, dude. 
with Pong, I think it's not even about this. Is just my opinion. It's not even about him being how good he is. It's the fact that he's so fucking popular. Like he's That's so it. popular. It's a popularity contest these fucking days. Like it's not even the fact that he's good. All, all the girls like him because he's fucking good looking, and he's everyone talks about him because he does a few freaky shit here and there, or he, he has one good game and it's fucking ridiculous. You know, because like I said, when he has a good game, he has a really good fucking game. But fuck, I don't know. Consistency's everything, you know. And exactly, one, dude. One, I mean, over a million? Nah, eight hundred k, probably. Mate, I look. If if I was his age and I'm earning a million bucks, don't get me wrong, I'd be grateful. But I would be slugging it out as hard as I could, three hundred and sixty-five days a year, even in the off season. You're getting paid, yeah, top for dollar. sure. Get fucked, for sure. You know? for if, sure. Even if you're earning. Even if I was earning fucking $150,000, dude, mm. there's an yeah. opportunity for you to do better. You fucking put all your effort into it. It's like going to your job. It's like mm. working. You know, they pay yep. you a salary. You expect to perform. You try and always outperform who you are. Yeah. And Cal the best Connor, NRL players, they exactly. always try to fucking, they're always trying to get better. They're not, exactly. they could reach, like someone as good as like Billy Slater could reach like the level that he was at and he'd still want to get better. It's still exactly right, fucking, yeah. It's a mindset. People like a lot of players in sports anywhere are only in it sometimes for the money. They're not in it for their legacy. So mm. I want to get paid. I'm going to get paid. Yeah, um, that's right. And I just think Kalen Ponga, and the kid's young. Let's 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 call it exactly what it is. The kid is still young. He's yeah, got that's right. Plenty of years and plenty of of moments. He's probably just having a bad start. You know, Lots of and, potential. And, and, Exactly right. It's the potential of what he can do, and that's mm. exactly what. And and that's what these 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 um teams that want to sign him. That's what they see, and they think that they can bring that out in him, the best potential. And they're probably thinking that he's not, his potential isn't coming out at the Knights. So they're like, and they want, and obviously they want to play a young player with a lot of fucking potential. You know. Yeah. Exactly, so. mate. Exactly right. You know, they're looking for the next big thing, the next it factor yeah. in mm. rugby league. So, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I wish I had an opportunity to go interview these people and talk to them and actually get their opinions and what I mm. think would make for such fucking awesome fucking listening. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately. It'd, be great, if they, it'd be great if a lot of them f- would actually give their opinion because <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of them have to hold their fucking cards really close to the chest. They're not allowed to give away sort of any information on any of this shit. Um, exactly they fucking don't tell the media anything obviously um yeah i think if we were to have like an nrl player on it would be more like talking about footy and and like banter and stuff like that because i've watched a few podcasts where footy players have gone on and yeah they're pretty good i actually don't mind it but yeah to talk about all the intricacies and shit like that yeah that would be fucking yeah it'd be fucking good man it'd be good now, we're just going to take a very quick brief break here while we reset our Zoom, um, and we'll continue on the next, next thing here. I'm just going to stop this. because got Cool. Welcome back. This is part three of our, of our segment tonight. It's going to be a bit of a longer, longer podcast tonight. Uh, Jackson actually came back from the dead. Hey, welcome back, Jackson. <laughs> Thank you. But now, if you want to take a seat back down, we'll be talking about the Rabbitohs from last night, unless you want to actively yep, contribute. <laughs> yep, there you go. And yet, <laughs> when... Gone. That's okay. That's cool. That's fine. So, Rabbitohs, mate. Yeah. I'm going to let you take the floor here. I'm just going to sit here and listen. All right. For, actually, what I'll first start off with is um, the West Tigers, actually, on that okay. game. Um, 
because I think it was on our last podcast or maybe it was one before that. I'm not too sure that we were talking about the West Tigers. Last um, week before they yeah, won. Yeah, before they won. So we were talking about um, their horrible performances and all that sort of shit. And yes, fuck, you know, humble pie, I'll eat it. Um, they've, put in, they've put in some good, two good performances, shockingly different performances than their first, however many it was. Um, yeah, fucking really solid. Uh, they look like a different football team. So uh, against us, so obviously they beat Parramatta by one point. Um, and then against us, they beat us by one point. Was it but was it I'd the like, same? Was it the same score between the two games as well? I swear. I, I don't know if it, I think was it. It seemed the same. I, 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 it might have been twenty twenty one for Parramatta, for the Parramatta game. I don't know. I, I think I think I think you're right, dude. Yeah. From memory, I think you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. So really, and then twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. Like fuck. Yeah. Hey, two back to back performances that are so identical. Two clutch fuck, field goals nuts. as well. I know, I know. But um, what I'd like to highlight is, for, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna, I will get into the refereeing. Trust me, I will get into that. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to get into that first because that's not the fucking reason that we lost. The thing I will highlight is the completion rates. Now, South on record have the lowest completion rate in the competition at the moment. Um, and Tigers last night were completing at about 95%. So I think they only messed up one set last night from what I remember. Um, and then last night we completed at about 69%. So if you put that into perspective, I mean, a 69% completion rate against 95% completion rate. I mean, that tells you everything right there. I mean, drop balls, errors, uh, handing over the ball at, on the back end of the fucking, of a good like set of six, um, not applying field pressure stuff, uh, you know, putting pressure on the opposition in their own half, just little things like that. A lot of little mistakes as well that we made, that South made, that cost us the game. Um, I think I honestly wholeheartedly believe that because it was try for try between uh, the Tigers and South, obviously, because it came down to one point in the end. Um, but I that just puts it into perspective, like a 95% completion rate to 69%, and it was still only a one point win. So I think if South were completing at a higher rate, we'd be a lot better football team and we'd probably would have won. But that's not to take anything away from the Tigers. They play amazingly and the main thing I highlight about their team is Jackson Hastings. Yeah. Um, fuck. In that number seven role really steered them. Really steering the ship is really um yeah he's, he's got, taken he's, over, got direction now. They've got direction now. I think the main thing I highlighted about the Tigers was the lack of direction in attack and defense. And fuck, they're looking sh- they're looking a lot sharper and looking like they've got a sense of purpose and direction out there. So you're just lagging a bit, little bit there. I'm just gonna let that give it itself a second. But no, you're right. They look like they've got a shitload more direction. Um since he's come on board. I feel like Brooksy's been had had a really good opportunity to actually take a bit of a back step and go, all right, if you this young yeah. blood wants to come in. And Hastings was always a really good player. I actually rated him because yeah, he played was. for Manly, if I recall, them went over there to go play with um um uh <laughs> the the fucking uh wolf pack. Uh, yeah yeah and then they folded if I recall and then he was out mm. of a gig. I think I think yeah. I could be I could be wrong. Mm. Um, I know he, he was up in, in England or something like that. Was it Super League, was it? Yeah, playing the, was he he was Super playing, League? 
yeah. Toronto Wolfpack, I think he was playing with. Um, thank uh, God for Google. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, he previously... Yeah. So, no, Salford Red Devils. Um, and the Wigan Warriors is who we played for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, at least from what I can see there. Um, which is it's, which is again, it's it's fucked that he had, that he was forced to go play overseas. Um, let's call it exactly what it is, and I, uh, he got bullied out of fucking manly for whatever yeah. the god knows the fucking reasons why. He Who was knows? a former Sydney Roosters player. Um, then went over there to play really good football actually from Salford. Forty-one games, fifteen tries, uh, eleven goals, but scored ninety points. Then in his yeah. last year with Wigan Warriors. Um, he went 46 games, 13 tries, zero goals. So he must have been a goal kicker, but three field goals, 42. So the kid, the kid's good. I, I rated him when he was at Manly. I thought he was good at Manly. I felt very sorry that he got bullied out of his get out of, out of out of the team there with DCE and all those making his life unbearable, which is just fucked. And he's gone yeah. to the Tigers and he's a much better fucking headspace. The player is so much better than what he was. Good luck to him. Yeah, he's doing well. Doing very fucking very well. well. It's good to see. And you know what? Even though it was against um, South, it's good to see the Tigers doing a lot better than than they were. It's good to see them get those wins. And, you know, a lot of people are bagging them out saying, oh, you know, they're fucking, they're celebrating like it's a grand final. Well, imagine you're in their spot and the fucking, the backlash you're facing and the everyone fucking critiquing your terrible performances playing like shit and then you get two wins like that against the top teams fucking know if you're going to celebrate you're going to be fucking exactly, celebrating man. you're going to be happy about it and that's it's rightfully so let them be happy about it exactly right mate you know like um i was really more impressed with um brooksy's field goal I I, yeah. I I didn't watch the entire game. That's my problem. <laughs> I watched key moments. I seen I seen the two sin bins, the sin bin from you blokes, and then the sin bin from uh, the Tigers towards the end of the first half. Um, yeah. Which obviously, granted, is the first one that it was. The second one, let me. Get, what's what's your opinion on? Do you reckon that was a sin binable event? Okay, in regards to the second one, I don't think that the player who got sin bin should have been sin bins. Like Simbin for that. I reckon the play before that. Now there was a line break. If you watch the play before that, it was a line break, and it was Ilias down in towards the corner. Yeah, and uh, he got tackled. I don't know who it was by. And then now, if a player has an advantage like that and gets tackled, and he's trying to get up and play the ball quickly, and you get held down for an extra second, that's a Simbin. So. That play actually held him down a little bit for one, like a second too long. Like he, yeah. you could see he was trying to get up. He was like doing that kind of movement, trying to get up. And then he got held down for one second longer and they didn't sin bin it. And I called it right there when the game was on. I said, that's a fucking sin bin because we're on the front foot. Yeah. And it gave them an extra, extra second to reset, holding down the rock anyway. But that's neither here nor, nor there. But the next one, I mean, what was it for? Fucking holding down too long, flopping? I don't, I don't know what the fuck that was for. There, there was nothing in that. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I hate how the footy players wrestle on the ground. I actually can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it's a it's fucking just, new thing. It's Melbourne Storm. They introduced it's all that shit. Melbourne Storm tactics. It's fucking shit. But that first sin bin offense from that new <laughs> blokes when you got your guys sin bin, um, 
that would that that looked pretty fucking nasty. I will pay that. It looked nasty, yeah. I, I agree. I don't know if it was sin binnable, uh, in a like a bin like sin bin worthy. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I agreed with the sin bin. I agreed mm. with it being on report and it being a fucking high shot, late tackle, whatever penalty, whatever. I guess because it's in a try scoring situation. I don't know if that's why they're saying uh, it's a sin like, bin. I I don't think so. I mean, I'll, you look at that tackle <clears throat> week in week out. And mm. there was a couple of moments in across a couple couple games in the last couple of weeks I've seen where there's been similar-ish, where yeah. you know they've they've collected them with his shoulder on his chin or you know yeah his. a lot of and, them are coming in with the shoulders and you know a, a lot of times it can be unlucky like it can be a player coming falling into it falling yeah. into the shoulder and and you, you, you one thing we have got to remember is that these replays that we see are slowed the fuck down to like make it real look time incredibly worse. In real time, it's it's a split second. It's a split fucking second, and it just happens. In exactly, it, it looks terrible if you slow it down, and some guy's falling, and then it hits the shoulder. It looks intentional, but it's not intentional. It's fucking someone trying to make a, a good tackle, and it just it's unfortunate. But it is a those sort of things do need to be penalised because it, you got to be consistent. But but um, that's the thing; they're not consistent, mate. They're not. That, consistent. Yeah, that's what I mean. That, that's what I mean, and that's why I don't know if it should have been a sin bin because I've seen plenty of them which have been sin bin. Some uh, plenty that haven't. So it's like, what? Who's to and tell what which saying. one is a fucking? Who's to tell which one is a fucking sin bin and which one isn't? And like, that's what I'm yeah. saying, dude. Yeah, you know? but um, I, I, I just don't fucking understand it. But um, <laughs> now. As you as you said before, completion rate's very low. Your lowest in low, like the the Rabbitohs are the lowest right now yep. in the comp. What yep. do you think if you can weigh your two cents in? Because we all have two cents. Let's be honest. What do you think could be beneficial for the Rabbitohs to actually turn around their season? Because you guys are not having a worse season. It's not, your first season the without either. the great without fucking Reynolds, yeah. Reynolds. Which again, I, I've I've told you a hundred thousand times how much I think of Reynolds, and clearly. I mean, you're playing the Bulldogs, but his kicking game, he scored a really fucking good try towards the end of the game um, mm. the other night. Yeah, I loved, loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. It was a good game, but that one. That was a good game. I mean, fuck, fuck the Bulldogs. It's got no fucking guts. <laughs> but um, what do you think you guys can turn around? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we can easily say consistency, but is there mm. anything you reckon that could be yeah, that might help. Few things. I think there's a few things. Um, obviously, I'm no fucking expert. I'm not a coach or anything. But what I see is a lot of, like, a lot of rushed play, a lot of uh, trying to force certain plays, a lot of, a lot, a, a lot of just eagerness, which is good. But I heard it from the coach last night as well. He said he we sometimes we're just a bit too, too eager. Like the fast play, the balls, the you know, trying to fucking make a play happen. Sometimes you just got to calm things down. When things are in the middle of the field, sometimes shit's going on. You just got to calm things down, stick to your plays, stick to your guns. And a lot of these errors come from stupid fucking plays, like flat balls to men who to fucking forwards who don't know that they're on the receiving end of it, or it's fucking a little bit of, you know, shit like that. I think cleaning up the errors and, you know, making a completions a bit higher due to, I don't know, fucking calming things down a little bit. Like last night, there was a lot of sloppy play, a lot of fucking just trying to force shit to happen. And it's like, uh, we played our best when it just looks effortless. You so know, you reckon we stick to our set plays and it just looks effortless. So you reckon composure, composure, <laughs> composure, composure. Yeah. That's the word composure. Um, 
keeping it calm, keeping it simple, keeping it simple, I think as well. Um, and, you know, it's easy to say, oh, let's just clean up our completion rate. Let's just not drop the fucking ball. And, you know, like it's going to happen, but that, that does need, that needs to fucking happen. We need to clean that shit up. That's our biggest yeah. enemy at the moment. And, you know, that's our fucking, like when we have completed above 75 to 80%, we have done well. When we yeah. haven't, we've played like shit and we've lost or, you know, it's shit like that, you know? And yeah, just turning it's the hard, ball bro. over in our own half, shit like that. That's it. That shit's what's shooting us in the fucking foot. Right. I now. feel like, I feel like the mistakes you guys are making was what I was complaining about with Cronulla last year. <laughs> we were making yeah. all these stupid mistakes and I sat there plenty of times going, what the fuck are we doing? It's like we're playing under 15s, under 16s. We're just not, I don't know what it is, but we're not holding the ball. We're trying for Mm. all these zippy wow-wow plays. And it's just, you know, it's it's annoying. It's it's very annoying. Yeah, I just think clean it up, keep it simple. And, you know, it's, I think it's a bit hard for that to happen right now because we don't have Reynolds out there. Now Reynolds is the was the man steering the ship, steering the fucking attack, getting everyone set, making sure everyone knows what the fuck their role was in regards to that. And you he's know, a general, you can, see, you he's, can a, he's, he, he's, a, he's a fucking he's, general of the game. His absence is very well noted out there. Very well fucking noted. Now I like this new kid coming up, Lachlan Ilias, but fuck Reynolds' absence is very well noted. And you know what? I just find the parallel so fucking funny between that Broncos versus Bulldogs game and then our game. You could yeah. tell he was missing. You could, it, just by that performance that he had against the Bulldogs at the end, and our performance without him um, this far this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's hard, but. I don't know. I think just finding our, our plays, sticking to them, and um, individuals owning up about their own fucking errors, like Liam Knight last night. Fuck me dead. Fuck yeah. me dead, Liam Knight. What are you doing, son? Uh, Josh Mansour. Don't know why you're still on the fucking team. I mean, I don't, I don't want to disrespect players, but, mate, time to fucking hang it up, buddy. You're too slow. You're not... for a, you, You'd be better off in, in, like, a lock position or something. You know, like as a winger, bro, you're struggling under the high ball. You're too slow. You're running in off your wing to fucking tackle second rowers. What are you doing, son? Just please. Fuck, for the love of God. (laughs) But yeah, um, one thing I did want to touch on, and you know, I hate fucking bringing this shit up, but I'll call it out when I fucking see it was the officiating last night. Yeah. Now, it was very... Now... I hate to be that guy, but it was very, very one-sided. Now, anyone I've I've heard it from non-South fans calling this shit out about last night. Hmm. People who are fucking, you know, not biased, saying that that officiating was fucking horrendous. So many calls. One one call was a knock-on against us, coming out of our own fucking ten. And then on the set after that, it wasn't a knock-on. You could see it in the fucking replay. I don't know why we didn't challenge it, but whatever. And then they scored off that next set. It's little things like that. There, there were calls like that being made all fucking night. All fucking night. Terrible fucking calls. But like I said, that's didn't that is not what cost us the game. If we had played better, it wouldn't fucking matter. It's the so. consistency factor. It's the <laughs> fact that the team has to be able to, no matter what situation, be able to adapt on the fly and be able to actually, sort of. you right. know, play. Right. The officiating is very hit and miss still. 
And unfortunately, for as long as I've been alive watching sports, officiating is always going to be inconsistent. 100%. 100%. You know, it's, it's individual. It's, it's individual. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right, you know, dude. Different refs see different things too. Uh, refs don't all. A lot of refs don't even fucking agree with a lot of each other's calls. Mate, it's um, like when you go into a fucking retail store. Depending on the person you get, the server is rather going to be the fucking best experience you've ever had or the worst. And yeah. there's no in between ground with that person. It's just the fucking way it is, you know. Mm. And, you, and you see these fucking referees who get on there and do shit. And I've stood there, and I've sat there and questioned it for for teams I don't even follow nor like, That's and right. they make some horrendous calls. So I, um, I feel you I on that. Yeah. What was the? Uh, Sorry, I've been up since seven o'clock. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was? Do you know what the the actual officiating, what the penalty rate was? Um, not too sure actually. I've got the stats up here. I had it already on my phone. I just got to wait for it to fucking load back up. Of course. Um, fuck. All right. It would come down as... Um, right, hold on. Do you know how many penalties roughly uh, the game was? We're talking consistency, of course. Like, how many penalties... What was the penalty count last night? Okay, so in comparison, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> oh, does it? Uh, so, no, no. Four to six but oh. uh, towards us. And um, two to three for rock infringements. But what really stands out, like I said, uh, the ref, it was just, the, it wasn't the amount of calls. It was the calls that were being made. But in, in really like specific times that were important to the game. But what really sticks out here is the errors noted here. Three errors for the rest West Tigers, 16 for South. Yes, mate, I saw that last night and went fucking 16 errors. I, I now, That is... Yeah. Now, if you want to know why we lost, just fucking look at that. Like, like really. <laughs> that's, yeah. And that's what the coach should be drilling into them. You know, like it's basics 101. Hold on to the ball. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. You know? Ball control. Ball control, mate. But, you know, just. But yeah, that, that highlights it right there, doesn't it? Fucking uh, three to 16. Three Fuck. To 16. <laughs> oh, and gosh. look at this stat. Look at this stat as well. 16 missed tackles by the West Tigers. 33 by South Sydney. Basics one hundred one. Basically double. Uh, Thirty hundred. Yeah, so an extra like hundred or so tackles made by us as well. But yeah, not good enough. That's all I can really say about that. For a first grade squad, definitely not good enough, man. I feel you on that. Ah, boy. (sighs) Fucking. um, I'll touch briefly on it. Formula One is racing tonight in um, Imola, Italy. They had the F one sprint, first F one sprint for the year. Uh, last night, which was good. I watched the highlights of it this morning. Um, Verstappen came first, which was great. Uh, Leclerc came second, who's the Ferrari driver, and Sergio Perez um, came third for Red Bull. So it was a Red Bull 1-3. Um, so it's making very interesting. The race actually starts in about 45 minutes' time, um, as it is now. We've been recording for almost two hours. It's been a very good, productive Ooh. podcast, this one. This is really good. Ooh. I've enjoyed this one. Um, so I'm looking forward to to definitely seeing that um, and watching that tonight on the new TV. That's going to be good. Um, but this is where Jackson's little... Oh, look, he's already standing up. He already knows oh, I, I, did you Did you fucking see him reappear? Oh, man, yeah. I just looked over and went, Magic. fuck me. Unlike Jesus Christ, he just rose like the dead. It was like, he fucking fuck came back. Fuck me. So Formula One, I was straight back up again. Yeah, oh, no, it was literally, it was literally... No, it was. It was literally as soon as you said Formula One, he was like, Whoa. 
So did you watch the highlights of the F1 Sprint, Jackson, on YouTube? No, I did not. Perfect. <laughs> so perfect. Oh, I thought so, you were into that shit, weren't you? So how'd you, so how'd no, you get V8. interested in that? Uh, but so, but but how'd you get interested with Formula One though? Uh, well, to be honest, I didn't. I was I heard that the V8s were going to be there, and I was like, oh, sign me up. What so, in Imola? Oh no! When I thought you were talking about Melbourne. Sorry, no, I, what? I have no interest. The in fuck am Imola. I talking about Melbourne for? I don't know. You dopey. <laughs> cool. Imola in Italy, in fucking Italy, in Europe had the Formula One sprint last night, Jackson. How do you get Imola with Melbourne? I will never know, but I like, I like, your, uh, I like your thinking with that, Jackson. Um, but you're all right. You're all right. I'll pay your respects where it's due. They're in Perth next week. Would you like to discuss yes. about Perth next week? So I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, it'll be the first, uh, first race back for Shane Van Gisbergen. So very uh, interested to see how he goes with that one. I'm hoping he takes out a W. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's, it seems like it's almost going to be a full squad back, like a full, um, like all every driver will be there basically. Hang like, on, it, hang, which on, is... hang on, hang on, hang on, Jacko. There what? wasn't a race last week though, there was the Bathurst 12 hour, but that's not V8 supercars. What that's not V8 supercars. Oh, sorry. I'm getting my I'm getting my months wrong. I keep thinking we're in May. We're in we're in April. What do you mean? The, what's happening in May? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So, what is the topic um, right now? <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about car yeah, racing here, Jesse. But yeah, I need yeah. to get Jackson's yeah. backstroke because I'm the car. So we've got Perth coming up this weekend. Uh, yes. This weekend coming the thirtieth and the first, and yes. then uh, on the thirteenth to the fifteenth, you've got the Bathurst twelve hour, which is that's formal, right. Uh, which is V eight. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and then after that, they're off to. Uh, Winton in South Australia. Um, but yeah, I got, for some reason, I don't know why, I thought it was the 13th right, to the 15th. Mate, you're April, right, I've gone, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, we watched Van Gisbergen two weeks ago. We so did. I was say, we did. What, do you, what do you mean? So there you are, kids. Yeah, Jackson did, yeah. sometimes gets his head screwed up. The, it's fine. I've literally got the, the, uh, the upcoming races in front of me. Um, and I just, yeah, got my months wrong. I thought we were in you're May right, for mate. some weird reason. Don't know why. <laughs> You're all right, buddy. You're yeah. all right. So I'll take um, the L on that one. <laughs> take the L on that one, but no, very interesting. Now, um, very interesting story. On the way home from Melbourne, uh, was this, there was a bloke sitting next to me on my left, and he seemed really popular. I had no idea about the guy who's talking to all the stewardesses, which, you know, it's Jet Stars. They're all young, hot, and good-looking and ready to go. Um, and, you know, and, and they were just really like Randy. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, these guys are right. And I was talking to this bloke, and I'm like, I know, we, I know you from somewhere but I can't put my fucking head on it. And Jesse, you know it very well. I have a very good fucking memory with certain things. And yeah. I saw this guy and I looked and, and Jane, when we're getting off the plane, I looked at a ticket that was up the top of the, of the, of the airplane. And it said, Cameron Crick. And I looked over at him. I said, you're not Cameron Crick. Are you? He goes, I am. I said, I've heard of you. You are in this, you're in the supercast two second tier. I know all about you. Or know enough about you to know that I know who you are. And I just, you know, knocked up a conversation with the bloke, uh, friendly enough guy. Um, and he's racing in Perth next weekend. So, you know, you'll never listen to this, but hey, good luck, Chief. It was nice talking to you on that plane from Melbourne. 
Um, but he's uh, one of the main sponsors is Pizza Hut. So he's out there, Doncaster, at the new Pizza Hut opening in down there. And he's telling me about his experience with that. He was there with you know with people who were there just for their photo op of melbourne at their formula one and i told him you know mate i flew down 3 a.m it was great you know it was wonderful wonderful guy can't speak highly of him so uh wishing you from uncle taylor's world ride all the very best mate for that one um but yes now comes jackson's time to discuss the most unsacred of topics on this channel and for those who know me you know i fucking hate politics but here we are. Oh. It's politics time. So what I'm going to do is what Jackson does to us. <laughs> Can I fucking leave too? <laughs> He's walked out the door. We've lost our host. Right, you better um, take it. You better take I'm it. Gonna, I'm, I'm taking over now while um while he's gone. <laughs> um, so I was watching uh, Sunrise a couple of nights ago. At, no, I've only just literally started. Taylor, take me with you. <laughs> Jackson, so I was I'm watching your five minutes. Yeah. So I was watching Sunrise the other day and they had Clive Palmer join them. And he was announcing at that point that he's running again for the seat of Fairfax, which if anyone knows politics in the last parliament, uh, he was in the seat of Fairfax. Um, and so he's running again. And he made a most outrageous statement I think I've ever heard, which was that he will be the next Prime Minister of Australia uh, because he has candidates from the United Australia Party in 151 seats, which is every seat, um, which got me thinking, I was thinking, I wonder if United Australia Party has ever um, been in government. And so I had a look. Sure enough, in 1931, uh, they had a majority uh, government. Back then, we had 75 electorates across Australia, and they had 34. They won 34 seats. Um, then they teamed up in 1934 with the Country Party uh, to form a coalition, uh, which they won again in 1937 and then had a minority in coalition in 1940 uh, but decided the leader at the time of the country party should be prime minister which was robert menzies um before going to opposition in 1943 and then we sort of ceased to we sort of almost forgot about them for a while there um but a little bit closer to home we had um in our neighbor uh, neighboring electorate of doe bell uh we have a, a liberal candidate um Michael Finelli, uh, who's oh, Dr. Finnelli. Michael Finelli, that is, um, yeah. which uh, he's he's caused a little bit of controversy in uh, Dobell, um, mainly by uh, the Labor team, because they have uh, talked about how, you know, why is he running? He's, uh, they are claiming that he's not a local. And so it got me looking. I decided to do a bit of research on him and found that he in fact, was in Sydney for many, many years. Um, so he ran for many seats and didn't wasn't successful. He uh, ran in 2010 for the seat of, federal seat of Kingsford Smith, then moved to state parliament where he ran in 2011 for the seat of Maroubra, mm. um, which is uh, Michael Daly's seat or was, and I don't think he's in parliament anymore. I could be wrong. Um, Then in 2013 and 2016, ran again for the federal seat of Kingsford Smith and then ran in the in uh, Malcolm Turnbull's old seat in 2018 of Wentworth um, and was unsuccessful and now is running in Dobell. 
Okay. Um, but then also got me thinking, I was thinking, who are, I wonder who our United Australia Party candidate is in Robertson, uh, which got me thinking, I had a look at all the candidates, and this is what shocks me, was, of course, we've got uh, Lucy Wick sitting for this, uh, who's the sitting MP uh, going again for the Liberal Party. We've got uh, Dr Gordon Reid for Labor. We've got yeah. Shelley McGrath for the Greens. Um, then we have Barbara Jane Murray uh, sitting for the United Australia Party. We've even got one of Pauline Hanson's uh, people as well, Bill O'Grady, sitting for One Nation as well, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but Robertson's one of the key seats in the election. Uh, so basically everyone's every single candidate has said if a, if one of the major parties wins Robertson, they win the election. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Robertson. Yes. Because um, it's been, it's sort of, it's flip-flopped quite a bit. So we've had quite a fair stint with Liberal, uh, with Lucy. We then had uh, Labor with uh, Senator O'Neill, now mm-hmm. Senator O'Neill. She, uh, she was sitting in Robertson before she moved to the Senate. Yeah. Then, uh, then we also had uh, Liberal for a fair while uh, there as well. Um, so it'll be quite interesting to see what happens there. Um, but that is my five-minute roundup. Mate. Thank you for that. I, I feel like I've been encouraged. And look at that. You just beat the timer. There we go. Oh, hang on. Is he going to play it? Is he play, going to play it? No, it didn't. The timer was going to be Beetlejuice. What number comes between two and four? Beetlejuice. Two and five. Wait a minute, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, Jacko, you come more energized and prepared to talk in four minutes on, on politics than you do for an entire hour podcast, Jacko. Well, if, you, if you'll have uh, the political roundup again, I will definitely be prepared for that. But also, you know, I mean, I'd be more prepared for the V8s if they had a run this week. So next week I'll have a bit more to say. Well, you that, know what? But, you know, I want a live update on the, on the V8s because I'll be racing in Perth, the night sprint. That's what you neglected yep. to mention. It's a night sprint over there. So you'll be able to actually talk to us while it's happening. Yeah. So that's what I look forward to for next week for you. Good, sir. Uh, cool. Well, I've just lost 40 brain cells. So thank you, Jackson, for that. That was Jackson's um, five-minute roundup for politics, everybody. So thank you for that. Cool. Never again. No, no, we'll have it. We'll have it. We plan to have this until the election. Then once it's the, once that's it, it's back for another four years or however quickly the Labor government dissolves after they beat um, ScoMo, the best prime minister Australia has ever had. That's um, not my job. He's <laughs> actually... Uh, he's actually no, no, been, no more. Uh, Shush. More... Shush. <laughs> You're not getting any more time without oh, politics. Oh, fuck. Here we go. You, you, got uh, to, you, mentioned, you mentioned one fucking name and he's about to go on the team. I mentioned a Cronulla Sharks member. That's what happens, huh? <laughs> what 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 is he jackson hurry up we can make it quick please kill me i was going to turn around and say that the uh news corp made a uh poll actually uh not too long ago where he was oh, actually voted the yep. most disliked pm in and he's even his own liberal members have uh been calling him out like um I'll, i won't call out all everything they said because i'll be here Thank for you. a year um, about it. Yeah. i'll say uh, Senator Fear of Auntie Wells, so she was oh. outgoing. She turned around and called her, uh, called him 
every name on the sun said he's not fit to be prime minister. He's a thug, you know, everything like that. Yep. Oh, he um, fucking looks like a thug. Yeah. Big and, you know, going he's going fucking, to fucking yeah. stab you, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's been called oh. a complete and utter psycho by one of his own uh, ministers uh, who have for some reason remained anonymous. Um, you know, and just, he's been well known for telling lies. I've seen the ads. Yeah. Of all that. yeah you he and him told, go very said, well oh, then, don't you? He's, he's already said, I've never been to a Hillsong, uh, to Hillsong in 15 years. And he was there in 2019, for example. He turned around and goes, oh, no, I meant to say I, I'm not one of their patrons. I don't go and actually um, and pray there, you know. Whereas, you know, he turned around and said, word for word, I don't, I haven't been to Hillsong, Hillsong Church in 15 years. You should make your own so, podcast you know. on politics, Jackson. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why yeah. I've seen those fucking ads. Because I'll be fucking watching a podcast on YouTube, right? And then, like, I'll be doing my cardio at the gym, watching a fucking podcast, and it gets interrupted every fucking 10 minutes by that fucking shit ad. <laughs> yeah. Fucking annoying. Speak, speak yeah. to your lake, uh, local Labor constituents, Jackson, yeah. and tell them to stop fucking spamming it. They're fucked. Oh, my internet's on sale. Hang on. Well, we got three minutes remaining, and this will be the last time we do this. Um, Definitely, thank you, Jackson, for that riveting um, re- rebuttal there about politics. We appreciate your keenness into the future of our of our, of our country. Um, Jesse, thank you very much for your insight on sport, mate. It's always wonderful picking your brain and talking to you about that because there's not too many people that I can think of that I could sit here and actually talk sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah, it's always enjoyable. It's good. Always enjoyable, mate. It's always fun. And another big thank you to our wonderful friend, Nick Dukwa. He gives us so much to talk about and think about. Um, and his opinions on movies and in, in general are just absolutely amazing. So yeah. definitely please check out the links in the bottom of this. Um, otherwise, if you're listening and you do want to see more, you want to experience more Nick Dukwa and his crew that are on there, um, is movie movie nerds and toy nerds on respectively on Facebook and Instagram. Um, they are wonderful people. Um, and make sure to check out all the reviews that they have put up um, and gives you a very unbiased opinion, which is great. You heard, you did hear it here though. It's been downgraded to a 0.5 for Morbius um, and four and a half stars for the new Nick Cage movie. That's definitely not shoot him up, but definitely the movie of <laughs> Nick Cage in the movie that he plays Nick Cage. Um, apart from that, boys, um, at least from my end, for, for the Uncle Taylor's Wild Ride Universe, videos are kind of starting to come back as a more regular thing. I'm recording videos and editing them now on the go. So we're able to do that more frequently to get more content out there. Um, if you would like to hear more Parliament stuff uh, and really want to go down that path, um, it's like doing drugs, you know, chasing the dragon. The dragon is the Labor Party. Um, please check out Jackson and his... And his um, Channel APH Question Time. Is that what it is, Jackson? Yes, absolutely. Got it right. Beautiful. Check him out on that. If you like watching seven-hour videos of politics, that you is all work. yours. You're unemployed. Watch, watch 11 hours. <laughs> exactly right. It's good what he's doing. It's a niche it's thing, and that's it. And that's what we I'm like. I, I, I'm, I'm, person, I'm personally subscribed. So. And I am too. You know, I am too. We support each other. Everyone. That's how we do it. Yeah, so definitely before subscribe. we run out of time, do you We're have a uh, motivational part? Do oh, you have yes. One of your forgiveness or... 
tolerance will be, will be this week. It'll be tolerance. So we'll leave you with that. Please check out all the links that are available. And we look forward to having you listening to the next podcast. Until then, boys, have a wonderful night. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'll talk to you all later. But nonetheless, enjoy tolerance. Welcome to another episode of Uncle Taylor's Ramblings. This week, we talk about tolerance. We tolerate things that are in our control. We tolerate the traffic being slow. We tolerate speed limit in an area where it could be faster. Tolerate the sadness that people wish to put on you even when you are having a bad day. We tolerate people who have done you wrong and have decided to help you improve your life. Most importantly, we do do not tolerate those who walk around and say that they are better than you. I don't tolerate it because I am fucking better than everyone. I am Billy fucking Kimba. Peaky Blinders are fucking dead. If you've seen Peaky Blinders, you know what I'm talking about. We don't tolerate the Peaky fucking Blinders. Anyway, call me the Fat Blinders. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And again, thank you to Nick Dukwa. For movie nerds and toy nerds, please check him out. He's an absolute gem of a human being, and we are very lucky to have him come onto our show, our program, our podcast, whatever. Thank you. Have a lovely night or day, depending where you're listening to in the world. See you guys.